0: This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I just feel so blessed and so humbled to be with you. I'm going to say a very short prayer to ask the Lord to be with us today because it's very important that, you know, he says to pray without ceasing. So, dear Heavenly Father, I lift up this time to you and I just ask that you guide my words, guide my thoughts. Help me to have discernment. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. I welcome your presence right here with me and William today in the studio. And uh, just I'm hoping that ears can hear and have favor uh, just so that if there's something that you're wanting to reveal, that it be revealed. And not only that we be listeners, but we be doers of the word. And so thank you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. So, you know what? I was talking to a friend of mine. Her name is Elaine at the bank. I, I go into the bank every Monday to do a deposit and just to say hello and see how everything's going. And, and she listens to my show every week, and I feel like she knows a lot about me. And, uh, you know, I said, Elaine, I said, what is it that you're dealing with right now? What, what's going on? She goes, anxiety. She says, you know, I know God has it, but I just feel like I need to remind myself that God has it and I just need to stop worrying about everything and I thought to myself boy don't I know that firsthand I so do and so I took her little uh, hint or suggestion and I thought you know what we're gonna do that we're gonna talk about anxiety overcoming anxiety and and having less stress this last weekend I kind of bowed out of everything Uh, I don't know if you've ever done this I don't do it very often, and I have to tell you, it was very strange for me. But it's something that I just felt like I really needed to do. I needed to just blank out. I mean, I needed to just rest. I needed to just not be solving problems, not be focused on others and the business and just everything else going on in my busy life. And I'm telling you this not because this story or this show is about Sue Freeze, but because I am trying to, to express to you that you know, it's not easy to take time out of our day. It's not easy to take a weekend. I mean, we have so many responsibilities and we seem to take on more. And the thing is, is that we really need to take time for ourselves. And for some of us, that's just really difficult to do because we're supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be helping, we're supposed to be serving. But if you think about it, And if Jesus is our example, he took 40 days off to go into the desert to be refreshed and renewed so he can come back and give more. And I'm I'm reminded of being on flights where the waitress, the the flight attendant will say, you know, that when you have the air uh, mass come down, that you must if you're with a little one or somebody that can't take care of themselves, that you need to take care of you first. Why? Because if you don't, then. There's not going to be anybody there to help other people when they're in need. So we do need to, and that's just, you know, a little helpful hint and hopefully encouraging you to not feel guilty for taking a little time out for you. Because we need to take care of us so we can be better for others. And that was the reminder that I had this last weekend. And a little part of me, a big part of me at times, just felt like, what am I doing? Nothing. I'm not used to doing nothing. And I felt a little guilty. But I realized that I was refreshed afterwards. So I'm just encouraging you that if it's time for you, if you're feeling like your fuel gauge is empty and you have nothing more to give, then that's probably an indicator that you need to take some time and refresh, renew, and refuel yourself so that you can be there for others. And I will tell you, the biggest zapper that I have discovered for me is worry and having anxiety. It just takes so much energy to worry. And at the end of the day... What does it help? How does it accomplish anything other than stressing us out and causing us to be lacking energy? So if that's any helpful hint on how or why you should listen to the show today, then stay tuned because we are going to talk about this and what the scripture says about it. And uh, hopefully it will give you license to take care of you and to remember that, God has it, and we don't need to worry. How to overcome anxiety and find peace. Who wants that? This is by Whitney Hopler. The news in our fallen world is full of problems to worry about, from crime and economic woes to disease and environmental damage. Your own personal life may also present with a lot, be pre, also pre, be present with a lot of issues that make you feel anxious, such as a health condition to manage, a stressful marriage to deal with, or a frustrating job search or job. But no matter what challenging circumstances you encounter, you don't need to be anxious about them. It's possible to experience peace in any situation when you're relying on Jesus, the source of true peace, to help you deal with it. Some of us don't know how to do that. So stay tuned. Here's how you can overcome anxiety and find peace. Elaine, this is for you. And I'm sure there's others that are going to need this helpful advice. Count the cost of anxiety. This is why not, right? Why not? Realize just how much an anxious life costs you. Physically, anxiety can harm your health in a variety of serious ways, from causing high blood pressure to interfering with normal sleep and digestion. Mentally, anxiety can crowd healthy thoughts out of your mind, making you a prisoner to a constant stream of worries that limit your ability to be productive. Spiritually, anxiety can distance you from God because it contrasts with trusting him. And it can also steal the joy that God wants you to experience in a relationship with him. Wow, if that's not reason enough to put stress and worry and anxiety on check, Uh, you know I mean just that alone just that one paragraph would be enough to say okay what do I do instead here's what you do you objectify your thoughts taken collectively your anxious thoughts are like a monster that you've created by the way in which you perceive what happens in your life ask God to help you view your life from the correct perspective so you can recognize what's real versus what's false and what's true versus what's untrue when an anxious thought enters your mind ask yourself whether or not it really represents objective facts sometimes our brain can can play tricks with us can't it and we can go really out there and really crazy also keep in mind that you're not powerless against your fears even if the worst of your worries were to come true there is much you can do to deal with them in the power that god offers you you know what? Uh, in the business world in 2008, I really was struggling, as so many business owners were, on how to keep the doors open and how to, how to keep payroll flowing. Um, the cash flow was tight. Just everything was, was uh, really on tight. And I just remember saying to myself, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? And I actually closed my eyes and visualized the worst that could happen. And you can do this, too is that our brains, we can visualize the worst. What's the worst scenario? Because part of that is that when we're fearing something, the fear is like this big monster that just seems so huge and humongous that we just don't feel like there's any way out. But if we face our fear with God's help, and you just say, what's the worst that could happen here? If if the worst thing, what's the worst scenario that could happen here? And then... Uh, go through the motion in your mind, in your thought process, to uh, come up with solution. Figure out how you can do plan B, plan C, plan D, because there's always more than one way to handle any situation. I found personally that when I did that, it took a lot of the uh, power out of the fear for me. And that went with Personal things, too, not just business. It's personal. It's relationships. It's anything that's going on. For instance, just what came to mind was uh, having one of those fierce conversations, those conversations that you really don't want to have. And I know that uh, maybe it's not right this minute, but you've experienced it before or you're going to real soon. Have one of those experiences where you have to have this tough, fierce conversation. That's not pleasant. And you're concerned about the outcome. And so you're wondering timing. You're wondering about how do I present it, the tone in which I I say these things, and what words do I choose to use? And you've dissected the conversation maybe over and over in your head. Uh, Maybe you've even even written it down to make sure that what you are wanting to bring to the table is really something that's worth talking about and what's the worst scenario and how can you prevent that or how can you lessen that in the conversation because the most important thing is to have understanding and to have that relationship continue. Usually that's the concern is, oh boy, do I really want to talk about this because it's going to cause an uproar, or it's going to cause a fight, or it's going to cause, you know, a huge conversation of oh, unpleasant things. So we tend to, I know people that I know, and me myself, is that I tend to Try to avoid those conversations, and and that's the worst thing you can do. And after you have the conversation on a positive note, when you have hesitated from having these conversations and you've milled it over in your head a million times, and then you finally, finally have the power or the strength or the courage to actually talk about it, and you get through it, and you have a deeper relationship and a deeper understanding. You're going, what did I wait so long for? And I anguished over this, and I, I had anxiety over this, and I could have just, you know, done it. Now, maybe next time you're going to do it a little sooner, I would think. If you're tuning in right now, I just thank you so much for doing that. You've tuned into The Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. The reason I give you that address is because I want you to connect with me. How do you do that? By going to Sue fries, spelled spelt like fries, one word, dot com. When you go there, there are so many things that you can do there. You can watch video. You can listen to eight and a half years of podcasts. You can uh, download the I am's. And the I am's, a lot of people don't know what those are. They're saying, Sue, what are the I am's? And the I am's, I discovered a long time ago by a wonderful friend. And uh, when she was sh- sharing with me about them. It's a time when I needed God's words. I needed God's power. I needed to be empowered by his Holy Spirit. And the way to do that is to, to get his word inside you. You know, by the renewing of your mind, you will be transformed. And how do you do that? Well, by reading his word and the words that, uh, s- that are speaking who you are in his eyes Right, We want to be like him. So how do you do that? Well, you have to know what he says about you. Because I have to tell you, there's so many people, and I know you could be shaking your head. Yep, I know what you're saying, Sue. There's so many people in this world that say things, and whether it's intentionally hurtful or just, you know, I don't know. I I don't want to believe that people intentionally hurt, but they do sometimes. And other times people just don't have a clue. And sorry to say that, but it's true. They just don't realize how their words can really hurt and penetrate so deep. So we don't need to listen to that. We can say, I'm not receiving that in Jesus' name. That is not truly who I am. And I had to do that. I did it daily, hourly, a lot. And I needed to do that because you can get beat down, chiseled away at by words. Sometimes it's even more difficult than getting sucked in the stomach or whatnot. And I know some of you are experiencing this, and I'm so sorry you are. But I have to tell you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and you have to focus on what you can do something about. And I have discovered you cannot change another human being, but you can work on you. And that's the good news, is that we need to focus on us. We need to focus on who we are. When we look in the mirror... Do we like what we see? And if not, why is that? Is it because we're believing somebody else's words about us? Or are we not happy with the person we are because we have unforgiveness? Or uh, we're believing wrong things? It, there could be a multitude of reasons why, you know, we're not liking what we see. And here's 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 the thing that I learned, and it was a light bulb for me, an aha moment for me, is that I need to focus on Fixing me if there's things. And I, I say I because it's not really I. I have to make a decision because it gives us freedom of mind, freedom of choice. I do have to make the decision, but the power does not come from I or me. The power comes. From the Holy Spirit. The power comes from our Heavenly Father. When we ask Him to reveal to us, Search me and know me, O God. If there's any evil way, pluck it out. Psalm 139, my favorite verse in the whole, whole Bible. And the other one is, Be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, 6. 4, 4 is rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So right before it says rejoice, and then it says be anxious for nothing. Rejoice be anxious for nothing well there's something to think about isn't it so back to the article that was all a sue little i I just you know put that input there (laughs) and now i'm getting back to the article live in the present anxiety will dredge up stressful memories from the past or make you worry about what may happen in the future but god wants you to live in the present trusting him to help you live every day that he gives you for the best We have no promise, do we? We have no promise of how many minutes, how many hours, how many days, weeks, months, years we have on this earth. No promises. All we have is right now. That's a sobering thought, isn't it? But that's all we have. So what are you going to do with your right now? Today is your new best. Steve says this to me almost daily today is your new best and i love that that's so wonderful trade pessimism for optimism be optimistic look for the good god has given you the power to choose whether you think negative or positive thoughts ask god to strengthen your ability to reject negative thoughts and dwell that word dwell dwell on that positive in your life dwell on what is positive in your life be thankful in all things That's what he says. Be thankful in all things. He says we are victorious. That's in the I am's. And you can repeat that. I am victorious. I have to tell you that's one of my favorites right now. Because sometimes I don't feel victorious. But my brain is telling me that God says I am and you are victorious. That the battle has already been won. It's been fought and it's been won for you. That's the good news boy that's that's really wonderful. Fill your mind with the positive truths of Scripture by reading the Bible often, studying it, memorizing it, and applying it. No matter how often you do this, no matter how how many scriptures you have memorized, there's more. so no matter how good you are, you can be better. Simplify your life, okay, hmm, simplify your life. When your life is cluttered with too many activities, the stress of trying to keep up with it all can fuel anxiety. So examine your schedule and consider what you can cut out to eliminate unnecessary stress and anxiety. Pray for the wisdom you need to identify specific changes to make so that your activities truly reflect your priorities, which in turn reflect the values that God wants you to have. Avoid procrastinating about tasks you have to complete, instead set reasonable goals each day and do your best to meet them. If you can't do all you'd hope to do, God, ask God to remind you of His grace and relax knowing that simply doing your best is enough. Simplify your life. Boy, I'm hearing that one loud and clear. When I was a young mom, I can remember um, I didn't know how to say no, and maybe that applies to some of you right now, because you want to be the best mom, the best wife, the best Christian, the best sister, the best brother. You just want to do it all, and I'm here to tell you that you know we can do a lot, and God gave us specific tasks, priorities, and gifts, and we are to work in hours and not steal the joy of doing not doing somebody else's gifts and, and their responsibilities. In the workplace, that, that became very apparent because, yeah, sure, I could do it all. I could, but I wouldn't have a life and I wouldn't have any time left. And there's so much to be done that we can do a whole lot more if we pull our resources together. In the family unit, it's the same thing, is that each family member needs to do their part, no matter how the, how old, how young, People want to belong. They want to feel responsible. So allow that to happen. Don't feel that you're doing anybody a favor by doing everybody's work all the time. Somebody needed to hear that. (laughs) Was it you? (laughs) Confess each of your worries in prayer. God already knows our thoughts. He knows our fears. But he wants us to confess them out loud. He wants us to confess them. Because then they are right there. They're there and they can be tackled because it's not that elephant in the room that nobody's talking about. Confess each of your worries in prayer. It doesn't mean you have to confess them outwardly to everybody, just to God. Pray about every worry that enters your mind, confessing it to God and asking him to handle it according to his will. Choose to trust that God will intervene in your life to accomplish good in every situation you give over to him. Rely on the strength God gives you to manage your part in each worrisome situation according to how he guides you. Isn't that good? That's so good. Give yourself permission to relax. (laughs) That's like the weekend I was talking about earlier. Give yourself permission to relax. Allow yourself to relax regularly, no matter what kind of circumstances you're facing. Use relaxation techniques such as breathing slowly and deeply, relaxing different muscles throughout your body, and getting away from noise to spend some time calming down in silence. Make a habit of meditating on God's goodness and love for you, and let that time usher his peace into your soul. Boy, that sounds heavenly, doesn't it? Reduce your fears by exposing yourself to them gradually. Cut your fears down to manageable sizes by doing a little bit of whatever activity you're afraid of regularly. Then step by step, you'll discover that God's power working in you is much more powerful than your fears. In the workplace, I say that some of our goals, some of the things that we're tackling are really big it's like a big elephant and then I heard someone a long time ago say how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time so reduce your fears if it's you know going outside then you just take one step at a time if it's making phone calls talking in public it you know whatever it is just do it a little piece at a time then it becomes not so big the elephant becomes smaller Take charge of your health. You can't buy good health, so take charge of it. Poor health habits can fuel anxious feelings. So make sure that you get enough sleep and exercise. Eat a healthy diet that includes fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and lean proteins. Limit sugar and eliminate caffeine. Oh, boy. And drink plenty of water. Okay, I have a sugar issue and I have a caffeine issue. Darn it. Turn down the volume of anxiety and turn up God's voice. Keep listening to God more than your anxious thoughts and feelings. As you continue choosing to redirect your attention away from anxiety and toward trusting God, your anxiety will continue decreasing and the peace you experience will increase. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. I want you to look up the scripture. I could give the whole thing to you right now because I have memorized it, but I want you to look it up in the Bible Look it up and read it over and over. In fact, write it on an index card, have it by your bed and, and read it. And every time you get anxious, you need to feel that space, that thought process with something positive, something you're thankful for. And that's how you can replace these mind games that can happen in your head that cause you to, to be stifled. You stop. You can't be everything God created you to do when you're anxious, So we've got to change that, and you have the choice to do that, and you can do that. We will be back with more of the Sue Freeze Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love
0: you, Mom. E.C.O.L.A. Termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood. And you use it as part of your termite control services?
1: They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control.
0: Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. cola termite pest control services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS. Or termitelady.com.
1: E. cola, Powerful termite and pest control. As
0: gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show: The Pursuit of Passion, Purpose, and Connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: So we're back with the Sue Freeze Show, and thank you so much for um, staying with me. I really appreciate it. And we're talking about anxiety. We're talking about overcoming fears, and uh, how it can just stifle your life. It can it can make your health go have a demise it it, it just is so many negative things and it doesn't do anything positive and you really can't change the the thought process other than just realizing that you've got that thought process and you got to face your fears head-on and then tackle it by scripture about getting enough rest Um, facing it head-on and realizing that it's really not that bad or what's the worst that could happen that's kind of a summary of the first half of the show it was more than that but that's a real small summary Anyway, um, E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Management Services has been in business since 1983. And, you know, we um, are getting awards and it's wonderful that we are. Some of them I can't talk about yet because it hasn't been exposed yet. So I have to wait for that. And it's frustrating because I want to just, you know, yay for E.C.O.L.A. Um, But we, we are winning awards for being the best company out there and... Uh, we want to continue on that road. We can't please everybody all the time, but I have to tell you that my phone number is on every single outgoing email, on the voicemail, everything. And so I get calls on Sunday with customers having certain issues, and I answer the phone, and I address the issues. And a lot of the times it's we will be there on Monday or Tuesday, but but still, I just want people to know that we care. We care enough that the president of the company has her personal cell phone on everything that goes out because I don't want any customer to go without being taken care of and uh, it's just really important to Ecola I have such I feel very blessed and I have such a wonderful team working with me and um, I can't name everybody because there's way too many people but I have to tell you that um, there's certain faces that are coming to mind right now that I just feel like we are such a team and we are making it happen and and we care we care about our customers. We care about our employees. And we want to make sure that uh, everybody is doing better than they did the day before. Uh, I, people say, what do you do? And I'll say, I'm a licensed killer. I'm kidding, but not really. I mean, we are. We're, we're taking care of bugs. And we're protecting your most ex- expensive investment, your home. And And we take that. We're very prideful about that in the sense that, you know, we feel like we're doing a really good thing. And um, we want to be your company of choice so ecola termite pest management services there's other companies that are advertising there's other companies that can say this and say that but i have to tell you that i would like to be your first choice always but if i can't be your first choice let me be your second opinion all right so thank you so much for that um and we're gonna get back into the show now of of overcoming fear and anxiety so here's 10 scriptures that are for overcoming fear and anxiety because i had said in the first half that it's really wonderful to be able to rely and to focus on scriptures what god says because that's really what matters you know the bible says you should not be anxious or afraid but sometimes those thoughts and feelings seem to overtake your heart and mind even when you don't want them to you fight it but it just keeps they keep coming up Cooperating with God to overcome your fear and anxiety will involve many things, caring for your physical health, optimizing your lifestyle, learning to take charge of your thoughts, and practicing standing firmly on God's side in the controversy between good and evil. Of course, one of the most powerful tools you can use in this journey is God's Word. Here are 10 scriptures for overcoming fear and anxiety to put in your mind and heart with some brief commentary. Meditate on these scriptures, and your mind and emotions will become freer and more positive. Are you ready? All right. You can uh, go and you can stream this. You can podcast this by going to suefreeze.com. You also could go to iTunes, iHeart, tune in, and get these podcasts um, because you need a paper and a pen, and you're not going to be able to write fast enough. I can just know that right now. <laughs> Hopefully, you're not driving. That would be really bad. Anyway, so number one, fear is not from God. You know, in the Bible, I looked up fear not, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again because I thought it was very interesting, that fear not from Bible Gateway is in the Bible 365 times. That's one for each day. If that doesn't tell you how often we need to say fear not, that's the answer right there. At least once a day, we are fearing something, and we need to overcome it by saying fear not. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. How's that for a scripture? Not a spirit of fear. Power. I love that word power. And love. Greatest of these is love. And of a sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1.7. Fear is a natural human response to many things, but it does not come from God. When you feel fear, you can know that it is not God speaking. The mind God has promised you is clear, strong, and more than able to deal with whatever he allows into your life. You can claim that sound mind today. Number two, God's got this. Do you believe that? God's got this. And here's the scripture that I was talking about at the very beginning. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything... Everything, not just some things, everything, by prayer and supplication, with gratitude, make your requests known to God. Philippians 4, 6. Anxiety is the most common human mental health disorder. But as a believer, you don't need to stay there. God's got this. His shoulders are big enough to carry anything you need. Most things you worry about, you cannot change anyway. So why not leave them in the hands of the one who can do whatever you need? Why not? Why not leave them right there? Number three, don't borrow tomorrow's troubles. Hmm. We only have today, right? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble. Of its own matthew six thirty four We cannot see the future and the unknown is often scary. Keep your primary focus on what God has given you to do today rather than mulling things over in your mind that you do not have control over. Tomorrow will be ready for you when you get there because God, who exists outside of time, will already be there. He holds all your tomorrows in his capable hands. Number four, God is with you. Don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua one nine. The Bible contains approximately a hundred fear nots, actually three hundred sixty five, admonitions to not be afraid. God must have known. That we, as human beings, would need that kind of reminder. If Jesus was standing right in front of you, would you be afraid? He has promised to be with you always. He is, in capital letters, with you right now. There is no need to fear. Can you feel his presence with you right here, right now? If not, ask him. Ask him to reveal his presence to you. Are you asking him? Do you feel it? Give, number five, give your anxiety to Jesus. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just physically, mentally, visually given it over? Say here, <laughs> cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. The Greek word translated cast is very descriptive. It's the same word used to describe how the disciples threw their garments over the donkey. Jesus would ride into Jerusalem. Luke nineteen thirty five. Do that with your anxiety today. If necessary, write your worries on a piece of paper and then throw them into a river or leave them at the altar at your church. I've done that physically. Have you done that? It's really, really wonderful. It's freeing. Such a physical act symbolizes casting all your worries onto Jesus and leaving them there. Leave them there. Don't pick them back up. That's like um, the praying wall in Israel. There's so many people there, and there's these little little in-between-each brick, and you see these little tiny pieces of paper where people have written their prayers and their concerns and everything, and they've stuck them in between the bricks and the rock and the whatever, and people are praying, praying, praying without ceasing. They're praying, praying, praying over that wall. It's pretty amazing to um, to do this, and uh, it's really good. It's It symbolizes, and it also just gives you something where you're just leaving it there. You physically just leave it there. It's a good thing. Number six, when love comes, fear leaves. When love comes, fear leaves. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. 1 John 4.18 If you want to be free from fear, go where love is. Who can you connect with today that leaks out love? A family member, a friend, a fellow believer. God is the ultimate source of all love. God is love. 1 John 4. The more time you spend in his presence, letting his word fill your mind, contemplating his great love for you, the less room there will be in your mind for fear. Can you name a fear right now that you're facing? Can you write it down on a piece of paper? Can you think about it and say, what if? What's the worst that could happen in this situation? Can you do that? It is a process. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And thank you, San Diegans at Praise, for listening to the show today. I just so appreciate all of you. And thank you, uh, KDAR, the word in Ventura. Thank you, and I appreciate you too. And please connect with me by going to Sue Free Spelt Like Fries, one word dot com. Go there, connect with me, tell me who you are, tell me what's going on in your life. You know, ask me a question, give me a suggestion, tell me what you need prayer for, anything like that. Connect with me. I want to hear from you. And if you have subject matters that you would like for me to talk about, I am open for suggestions always. After eight and a half years, you know, you kind of, you're wondering, you know, what do people want want to hear about what you know what do they want me to study or or do so help me out would you would you help me out so there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear if you want to be free from fear go where love is so who can you connect with that leaks out love a family member a friend a fellow believer God is the ultimate source of all love God is love the more time you spend in his presence letting his word fill your mind contemplating his great love for you the less room there will be in your mind for fear. There's only so much room up there. So let's fill it with the good stuff. Number seven, Jesus promised peace in the midst of trouble. He doesn't promise we're not going to have trouble, does he? He doesn't promise that every day is going to be joyful and uh, wonderful and rainbows. And he doesn't say, he doesn't promise that. But he does promise that he's there to walk with us. He says to grieve with the, the people that are grieving. So he's telling you that there is going to be grieving. There's going to be pain. There's going to be loss. There are going to be those things. But there are also wonderful, wonderful times. And he's there through it all. Jesus promised peace in the midst of trouble. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world john 16:33 jesus promised his followers both trouble and peace as long as we are in this world we will experience trouble some of that may be of our own making Much of it is the crossfire we experience during the final stages of the conflict between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. But we can gratefully experience his peace regardless of our circumstances. We can even experience joy in the midst of our circumstances. He says to give thanks in all things. Yes, even when we're down, even when things are just going the opposite way in which you want them to go, he's telling us to give thanks. There's healing power in that, and it takes obedience and discipline to do that. Number eight, God's peace can point the way. Let the peace of God, to which also you are called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. And that's Colossians. Three fifteen When wrestling with a big decision, fear and anxiety can keep your mind swirling and upset. Is there any point, any small space in which you feel a measure of God's peace? What decision would you make from that place? Thinking in that way can help you stop worrying about things you can't control or what other people may think. It may help you take a step away from fear and anxiety and toward thoughtful action. How's that, Elaine? Does that help? Boy, that helps me. Nine, run into God's arms and hang on. Can you picture that? Go for it. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath you are the everlasting arms. He will drive out the enemy before you and will say, destroy them. Deuteronomy thirty-three twenty-seven. Do you remember when your child or a child would run into your arms when they were anxious or afraid, grabbing your neck and holding on for dear life? Your presence could make monsters disappear and boo-boos get all better. I'm smiling because I remember these days, looking forward to being a grandma and going through those days again. In God's arms is our place of safety. When anxious or afraid, run into his arms through worship, grab a hold of him and don't let go. You are never more protected than when you when resting in his arms. Resting in his arms You know, I can remember a time when I'm like, I don't feel you, Lord. I need to feel your arms around me. I just don't feel you. Have you ever experienced that? Dig deeper, pray more. And sometimes he uses people. A lot of the times he uses people. So then I get a hug from a wonderful friend or family member that just says, you know what, Sue, you look like you need a hug. Yeah, I do more than one i can never get enough hugs how about you (laughs) let's have hugs number 10 with god on your side others opinions don't matter boy is there courage and strength in that comment do we remember that always i know i don't sometimes i have to remind myself of that because sometimes we're concerned about maybe things that we're not supposed to be concerned about so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews thirteen six. Fear and worry about what other people think or what they will do holds many of us back. But who are they anyway? I've said that before of you. Who are they anyway? Right? I mean, do they really matter in the grand scheme of things? Does that person really matter? Well, my heart right now says everybody matters to God. Everybody matters. But in this circumstances, I would say in the grand scheme of things with what I need to do right now, that person is in opposition. And is that person right with God? Is that person, you know, or am I listening to God? And if I'm listening to God and if you're listening to God, it gives you strength and power and courage to just not right now. I know I don't want to listen to you right now. Because I'm listening to God. And that's okay. That's healthy. That is so healthy. That's a healthy boundary that you can place. Boy, did I have to learn that lesson. How about you? Healthy boundaries are really important. Just, you know, let people know your healthy boundaries and stick to them. Okay. When we can come to a place of living our lives before an audience of one, everything else becomes much clearer. And God's got this. With him on our side, the response, good or bad, from other people becomes much less important. So true. So true. So, the one scripture I want us to memorize, I want you to memorize, and I already have, is this Philippians 4 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but, but, there's the but. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Three things there. Present your requests to God. Then what happens? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, not some, all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He's giving the how to and what for. And I don't know about you, but I love having the how to and what for. Tell me what to do, God. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. That was my prayer. I prayed up and I was like, just tell me what to do. Sometimes God doesn't want us to do anything but just sit back, be still. And other times He wants us to take action. Make sure you're prayed up. Both accounts, make sure you're prayed up because it's really important that we do the right thing. And uh, knowing what God wants is, is really the best thing always. Okay. So I'm going to give you a few more scriptures. Because I think scriptures are, well, they give me strength and I'm hoping that you find your strength in scriptures because it's where it's at. Listen, if you're, if you're wondering about your faith, if you're not knowing if God is for you, if you're thinking, you know, um, I don't know what you're thinking, but God does. He does know what you're thinking. And all I know is, is that. I wouldn't be where I am and who I am, and I, and I kind of like who I am. Am I changing and am I getting better? Yes. And there's always room for, definitely, room for growth and improvement. But um, God has revealed himself so many times to me that when people say, how can you believe? You know, how, how, how do you know? And there just comes a point in your time where that leap of faith, it's not a step. It's not touch your toe in the water. You know, it's It's leap. It's a leap of faith. And there comes a time when I'm hoping it doesn't happen to you, but we reach such bottom that there is no other alternative. And usually a lot of the times with my family and friends, that's what happens is they reach bottom to where there is no other way out. So they they choose him. But do we really have to allow that to happen? Do we really have to get to the bottom of our, you know, our lives or the bottom of, of the barrel before realizing that God is real and that he loves you? And then he, he, he sent his only son to die on the cross for you and your sins. And then he resurrected on the third day. That's the key. He resurrected. There is no other God out there that resurrected. And there is account after account in history of Jesus revealing himself after he died on the cross. So um, there's so much proof. There's more proof that it is true than not. And For me, I just have felt his presence. I know he's real. I know he's been with me, and sometimes I haven't felt him, but then later he was revealed to me. And this ministry house that I'm involved in right now, it's getting so close to being finished. It's just such a God thing that there is no way that I could say that God's not a huge part. I mean, it's totally him that's making things happen and and just everything that's happening. It's just amazing. And if if you know about it, and you want to help out, we welcome you, because we need help. We need help financially, Um, we need help with bedding, and and just the smallest of items, we need help, Uh, we're almost done. We're almost done. The deck is done. Actually, I just got pictures today from the contractor, and the deck was unsafe, so I had to redo the deck, which is a huge expense, and we had to put new wrought iron, and the wrought iron had to be a certain height, and then there was an opening space underneath that I didn't want a child to be able to get his head through or to crawl under and get hurt, so I had to pay extra to have, you know, new uh, metal put across the bottom of it so that we didn't have any safety issues, so... um. Other scriptures that come to mind, oh, how funny, um, Psalm one thirty nine twenty three. search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. My favorite verse, uh, Psalm 139, 139, read it. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun? This Ecclesiastes. Luke, when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It's just another um, another of the same verse that is written just a little different. Listen, please, I hope this helps you to be less anxious and to understand that your strength comes from our Heavenly Father. I'm hoping so. Connect with me, Sue Free, spell like fries, one word, dot com. Until next week, be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you.
0: termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E. Powerful pest control services, as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's